Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I love an EI sock. Okay. Welcome to Emer and Esther's Sunday. <laughs> I've got to laugh. Hang on. <laughs> okay, I have, no, I have to stop laughing. Okay. okay, I've got a I've got a laptop over your face. Uh, welcome. Okay, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have to take a picture. Welcome to Emer and Esther's Sunday Roast with Emer and Esther. I'm Emer McLeisett. And I'm Esther O'Mordanu. Emer and Esther's Sunday Roast with Emer and Esther is a podcast about two vivacious and sparkling women who love a carvery so much they created a podcast nobody asked for, simply so they could eat a heaped plate every week for 10 weeks. Now that's dedication and a recipe for gout. Like Detective Steve Arnott and Superintendent Ted Hastings from Line of Duty, they travel in blacked out armoured vehicles the length and breadth of Ireland, bracket Dublin for now, seeking out stunning roast dinners and carvery experiences like Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey when they were looking for an inn that night thousands of years ago. Three, two, one. Let's roast. Now sorry, those, our introductions are getting unhinged. We kind of write them separately. We don't see if they match up. They're, we're just using our words. We're using Yours our was festive. Experience. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and Joseph and the wee donkey is something Ted Hastings used to say in Line of Duty. So that's um, I said we were sparkling because I saw a thing this week that said that um, whenever women are killed, like in true crime documentaries, yeah. they've always previously uh, lit up a room whenever they walked into it. So I'm aiming to never light up a room when I walk into it because that means I might survive a murder. Do you think you'd ever put on a leggy display? Mm, what if I um, show a glimpse of side boob? Or under boob? <laughs> they love under the Daily Mail would love that. They'd love under boob. So Emer, how was your week? Um, my Christmas tree arrived. I think I said last week that my Christmas tree arrival was imminent. So here I am with an update. Hold the presses. The tree arrived. Um, the men who delivered it rang me before they were going to arrive and said... The man was very jolly and I was like, am I in a Christmas movie and is this actually Santa Claus? And he's just wearing a red jumper and I'm just like, hmm, that man looks familiar. But no, he was just a Christmas tree delivery man. But he said we look like the wet bandits from Home Alone. And I was like, lol, he's really leaning into this, you know. And then they arrived and they did actually look like the wet bandits from Home Alone. One was a tall kind of, we'll call him a congenial fellow. Yeah. And the other guy was short and the brains of the operation. And they delivered my Christmas tree. I haven't direct decorated it yet. Maybe I will by the time this goes out. One step at a time, one step at a time. I don't have my tree yet. Probably won't get it until next week, but I took out the fixings for making a wreath. I feel like I should interject here and ask, have you made any of your paper flowers yet that you've been talking about for literally Moving months? on, look, we don't have much time. We better keep going. You we got better... the bits from Sostrin and Grenna. I did, and like, I got actually, no, it is, I plan to have it done before Christmas, uh, scratch his nose, and I bought even more crepe paper because I decided I was changing the flower I was not making. So there's, a, I'm even, there's more crepe paper and I've got three colours. But she's keeping the crepe paper in this room where we record the podcast and it's starting to spill over into other areas of your life it's propped up against things it's everywhere but I will say in in terms of procrastination I you'll I'll draw your attention to it on the way out in the hall there's a little uh, unit a storage unit it used to be an old wardrobe I'm going to store things in there I started painting it in the summer mm-hmm. and it has remained 
in a state of undress, unpainted dress for, for that whole time. But I had a deadline on Thursday and I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to paint that right now. Yeah. yeah. But I got the thing done. So look, Emer, I've painted the press in the hall poorly, but the, the paper runculas remain unmade. Unrunculate. Unrunculate. And they will. And if it, I'm not sure what a runcula is, but that's what it says in the Sostalandica in a template that I downloaded. Apparently we're pronouncing it correctly. Subi Lim mm. said her friend who knows about these things says it is Sostalandica. And then you have to say it like that. You kind of have to put your your, your um <laughs> shoulders up to your ears. <laughs> like phlegm it up. So yeah, we are Sostalandica queens. Anyway, so no, I will get those flowers made by Christmas. Um, I have more Christmas related news. I yes. watched all three of the Princess Switch movies Don't know if you're familiar No They star Vanessa Hudgens They're available on Netflix I had seen the first one before Where Vanessa Hudgens plays two versions of herself And they what? They switch places Then I watched the second one And I genuinely couldn't tell if I'd seen it before it was one of those ones where like I've seen these scenes before I yeah. know this storyline but yet um, they introduce a third Vanessa Hudgens and then in the third one it's still the three of them and they're all swapping places it is absolute muck and I enjoyed it all three I might even watch them again I just you know I love those kind of Christmas movies where all the local towns people are just walking around like idiots waving at each other going happy Christmas and they're all wearing aprons for some reason there seems to be more than now more than ever even an unhinged amount of Christmas movies yeah. they're all I know they get pushed up to the top of the charts on Netflix they want us to watch them but there's more than ever before when they're kind of like little rare acorns they were sort of more to snuffle them out like a little um, truffle hunting pig but now they're everywhere and I think that's a, it's a good thing it's a good thing for the culture we will remember the 2017 heyday of A Christmas Prince when everyone lost their minds over mm. this Christmas movie with the terrible journalist. Oh, folks, treat yourself. Watch all three Princess Switch movies and then watch all three A Christmas Prince movie. Um, have you any more news? Um, no. Yeah, I know I've loads of news. Uh, I listened to <laughs> <laughs> If you are into looking for a new podcast, there's on the, I think it's the Daily Indo or the Indo Daily or whatever. Anyway, they did, basically Paul came and did an interview um, about the Lance Armstrong, his Lance Armstrong experience. Ooh. It's so good because I was bed into all those cycling documentaries. I mean, honestly, I would rather shove staples in my ears than actually watch a, a cycling road race. But some, some, some of those characters in cycling are really into it. So I was bed into all. I read the Lance Armstrong book, blah blah blah, Paul Kimmage. But when you go back and think. Lance Armstrong was just so shameless. He just lied barefaced. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, so it's interesting if you're looking for something you know who's to the one person to. he couldn't lie to himself, Oprah. Um, and the, oh yeah this is another thing we have to address so much to get catch up on a few weeks ago you mentioned you we reviewed after we did our taxes reviewed our, our last year's spending and subscriptions were uh, going out the oh yeah know, and, and I had swapped now TV you'd swapped for out YouTube for a premium. YouTube because and we just let it pass we let it fart into the universe we didn't redress it because you like watching interrogation videos and people asked about this and I want to know what are you watching what are inter- what, like on? police interrogation so a lot of um, American interrogation videos are available on YouTube and you can put them on in the background just like a lovely Christmas album but ex- instead it's watch this criminal go from I didn't do anything to yes I did kill four people and yes they are my fingerprints and can I have a cigarette please now that I've confessed this to you they're fascinating and once you have YouTube premium there's no ads there's no ads the bad thing about YouTube is the ads yeah. but this is just this is just feed it directly into my eyeballs like it's not the cheeriest of content mm-hmm. But I've become very addicted to it. Oh yeah, another thing I want to talk about is hotel kettles. When we mentioned we we were like, what what weird things do people do in hotel kettles? We're like, do they take poos in them? We're not sure. But then we like, we kind of I think they some people do wash their underwear, but 
that then we someone sent us this un, a couple of people sent us this unhinged LinkedIn profile and so they had an empty kettle I don't know it's not true but they had a chicken fillet oh. The image, the chicken fillet was butterflied and there was like a little patty of butter sitting on top of it and they were just going to steam it in the hotel. I believe it was a hotel coffee pot. So it was glass, it was see-through and it was one of the most disturbing. Now, I think it was a fake profile. Yeah, we put it up on the Sunday Rose Potatoes uh, Instagram but Sarah Jane Cahill got in touch and said about the person, she's a Nick Arson, every coffee drinker's enemy. <laughs> Even though we so put true. it, it was, just, but I thought it was a funny and a good use of the expression lick arse. And the other thing is, someone else got in touch a few weeks ago when we first talked about the poo in the kettle, which didn't actually happen. That's what we just imagined happened. Um, they said they opened up a hotel kettle once and they found like a wax strip from like a waxing. <gasps> so someone had just tried, decided to do a little wax on their, th- on their legs and they left the thingy in the kettle because you know, got to heat it up. What is wrong with people? I don't know. And we also thought maybe people were washing their mickeys in them. Yeah, a little. (laughs) You would have the mickey scalded off you. Is that all our news? Yeah. (laughs) We've gone all over the place there. There's so much more. Let's keep going. I have some interrogations to get home and watch. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Our Insta sticker this week was about roast potatoes. Mm -hmm. We received. When I say we received dozens, I would say it was. I mean, I want to say hundreds. That would be an over-exaggeration. People really love sharing, talking about, giving advice on roast potatoes. Um, so they're kind of similar steps. People got in touch. Parboil. Shake. Gives it extra cragginess. Leave to dry. Interesting. Okay. Into a very hot pan. Very hot oil. Very hot oven. Yeah, it needs to be hot, hot, hot. I learned that the hard way. You need to really amp up the heat and get it all sizzling. Um, lightly squash. Either after the parboil or halfway through the cooking. Okay. A lot of people saying Jamie Oliver, his recipe has it down. And I believe he coined the term to chuff, mm-hmm. which is to give them a shake. A lot of people said you have to chuff them, brackets <laughs> Jamie Oliver. So I was like, well, it must be him. It sounds like a Jamie Oliver word, doesn't it? That is so Jamie Oliver. <laughs> That's so something he'd say. Um, some people were very particular about the type of potato. It's a shame they didn't all say the same type of potato because then we would be able to say definitively use these. But we had a variety of Golden Wind Wonders, Roosters, Little Organic, Maris Pipers. They were the ones people mentioned. And I know there's going to be other people saying, you potato, Wexford potatoes, well, blah, 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 blah. I always get the roosters because they're just the ones they have in Little. So that's what I get. Um, yeah, there's some people are also particular about the type of oil, goose fat, beef dripping. Again, that's kind of Britishy. Beef, I've never had, maybe I've never had beef dripping. I've never known, I've never knowingly had beef dripping. If someone actually witnessed me eating beef dripping, I can't remember it. So. Do, you know where, do you know where you'd get some beef dripping? Marks and Spencer. Ah, yeah, you would. Bet you would. With your Boxing Day crisps, yeah. turkey crisps. Um, I, during lockdown, uh, got into making batch bread a few times. You, and the, oh, the traditional batch bread recipe actually has beef dripping in it. Now, I didn't use beef dripping. I just used, I think, either olive oil or rapeseed oil. But traditionally... Batch bread is not vegetarian because it has a beef dripping in it. Interesting. Yeah, Emer made this bread. It was so stunning. It was really gorgeous. Esther, thank oh. you. Oh, I bet you couldn't make that again, though. Nah, I bet you wouldn't be able to do that this Christmas. Yeah, I was trying to reverse psychology there and to get into making batch bread, but okay, I look, might fine. make one as a Christmas treat. Okay, fine. No, no, no. And uh, you know, uh, speaking of electricity bill, uh, electricity bill, I put the heating on specially for this podcast recording. Thank you. I'm just going to say that. There. I appreciate I'll leave it. it there. You're welcome. Um, it's also really freezing today. <laughs> Ali Brown's got in touch. She said she uses, he or she, uses a combo of duck or goose fat and a neutral oil because the animal fat gives the flavour but the neutral oil has a higher smoking point. Wow, we're scientists. Excuse me, Heston Blumenthal. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Bill Nye, the science guy. I don't know who that is, but I see it on Instagram. Uh, Lillian roasting the combo of butter and olive oil. Lillian also said that one year she was... Oh, yes. Lillian said also that one year she was on the way to the in-laws for Christmas and found out on the way that the mother-in-law had never roasted a spud before, despite being a founding member of the local ICA. Poor Lillian. Shocking. Which reminds me, as I said, we said, I think in our first episode, my brother went down to his girlfriend's at Christmas and he was like, where are the roast potatoes? And they're like, we didn't make any. <sighs> Shocking. Um, Shocking. At Sazi OG recommends a ghee, lol, and butter combo. <laughs> it's not interesting. And Helen Brodigan parboils with a dessert spoonful of baking powder. Yeah. Some kind of chemical reactions going on there. More Parboiling in chicken stock, I'm guessing, for flavour. Mm-hmm. Um, adding a lot of salt, maybe. Yeah. Uh, dessert spoonful of baking powder. We mentioned last week someone saying to add semolina to the roasties. So maybe the baking powder. That was like Ray Darcy. <laughs> it was actually, was just name dropping there. That was actually literally Ray Darcy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> it was Ray Darcy. When we were on national radio talking about the podcast. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. NBD. No big deal. Ellen Coyle got in touch. My sister leaves them outside. After parboiling them like a little Nordic baby, yeah. people in Switzerland, Switzerland, Sweden, <laughs> people in Switzerland, Sweden, leave the babies outside in the winter. Uh, people leave them outside after parboiling them and swears that the fresh air makes a difference. I knock them against each other after that and then leave them in their coating in the fridge overnight before cooking them the next day. In the wow, fridge overnight. I have never heard that before. So they are all of the 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 roasty responses we got. So. I mean, it does seem like parboil, shake, leave to dry, very hot oven, very hot oil, give them a squash, bing, bang, bosh, you're Jamie Oliver and your potatoes are chuffed. And don't forget the most important ingredient of all, a spoonful of love. Okay, so we also have, um, before we get on to this week's roast location, we also got some more correspondence and recommendations and emails. Um, do you want to read Kira's one? Poor Kira got in touch. This made me really sad. Kira is sick with hyperemesis, which oh. is that like really, people say, oh, it's just really bad morning sickness. Like, I think it can be like people get really, really sick with it. So it's when you're pregnant and you get this dreadful dose of nausea and vomiting and <clears throat> like it's such a horrible dose to get. So she got in touch. She has hyperemesis, but she can't help listening to the pod because it's like the audio equivalent of a hug, even though all the food chat makes her want to vom. <laughs> Kira, if you made it through the roast potato yeah. segment there with the talk about beef dripping fair play to you yeah and she says when the baby is out she cannot wait to have her first roast oh, oh. well we can't we're looking forward to that day for you as well Kira. because yeah. we I feel sorry for you that's that's really terrible um carolyn mclean a former carvery worker oh my god amazing a celebrity thank, basically thank you for your service caroline thank you uh got in touch to say a pie is not a roast referencing the sunday roast at hen's teeth who offer which offers a chicken and mushroom pie. They do offer other options. Lamb shanks. She says that the joint of meat and Ban Marie are sacrosanct and recommends the Kestrel and Walkenstein. Yeah. Uh, Orla Fitzgerald wanted to recommend Talca House Carvery near the Botanical Gardens. Um, Connor Wilson, Ortiz, Connor Wilson got in touch, said his mother makes croquettes the same size as the Schlithers from the mm-hmm. Coachman's that we talked about last week. But she makes them with potato and parsnip with a little mustard, then rolled in breadcrumbs and sesame seeds. I isn't it extraordinary that people live such different lives? Nigella Lawson found rotting. In her pre-lentil shoes. OMG. Uh, we got another nice little review from um, A. Byrne, who left a lovely review on uh, Apple Podcast. Go on. Thank you so much. She's kind of obsessed with the podcast. I can't really explain why. I don't even like a carver. We've gotten that from people. 
But so, Anyan, who hurt you? Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, keep it coming, gals. It's like a dark, silky gravy for the ears. Oh my god, I Gorgeous. love that. Yeah. Now, but not everyone can be a lover. There's also some haters out there. Oh, go on. So I want to read this. This made me LOL laugh out loud. This but is also crying your bed at night. Crying your bed, maybe a little. No, I'm strong. I'm f- I'm brave. I'm I'm enough. Wait a second. These roasts don't pay for themselves. So now it's time for a commercial break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This review is, and I quote, tiresome accents from Esther. This is from someone called Gary Ownhouse. I don't know if it's a nervous take, but Esther's variety of accents is getting tiresome. Oh, I think they said very, very tiresome. I actually didn't take the same verbatim. And irritating. Well, Gary Ownhouse, unfortunately for you, the accents will not stop. So <laughs> just get you get comfortable or move on. Really. So Gary Ownhouse, this is for you. I'm going to give you my I'm going to hit you with Prince Charles because it's kind of Nef- Harry and Meghan. I've got the new documentary out. So this is my Prince Charles ac- or impersonation accent for you. Of course I love Diana. Whatever love is. Oh, devastating. He's in the room with us. He's in the room. <laughs> Prince Charles. Emer, it was me. That was just my Prince Charles accent. The Ouija board is shaking. <laughs> Prince Charles, he's in the room with us. He's still alive, obviously. He's still alive. Uh, we also got, oh, you, you, uh, do you want to read Alice from Australia? Oh, Alice from Australia got in touch. Girls, love the pod. Amazing. Listening from Adelaide and it's making me so jealous. The Aussie roast is not just not the same. Uh, there's no place for a green salad with my roast. Mm-hmm. Sick things going on down under. She says she's living vicariously through us, especially when we're going through the Christmas food mags. That's from Alice and Baby Pip, who she's forcing to listen. Um, <laughs> it's part of her Irish education. Hello, Alice. Hello, Baby Pip. Hello. My Pip's blinking with her eyes. She's like, please turn this off. Can you put on Coco Melon? Pip's like, we had one last email from Kiva, who said she recommends Brady's and Shankill for the best turkey carvery in the world, according to Jen in her office. She also had an interesting discussion in her office, which made us lol. She said there was a full 15-minute oh, no. conversation on sausage meat stuffing in her office this morning. The highlight was it was never called sausage stuffing in John's house because his granny used to feed it to his vegetarian uncle. That is funny. That is The vegetarian so uncle is like, Granny, where did you get the flavour in this in this stuffing? And she's like, the aromat, John. It's the aromat. <laughs> okay, will we talk about the roast now? Let's talk about the roast. Where did we go? We went to, it came recommended, first of all, for my neighbour, Roisin. Hi, Roisin, who's sadly moving away. Oh, she's she? moving approximately... 15 minutes away. But still, I'll miss her. Uh, anyway, she recommended, and so some other people recommended as well, FX Buckley in Bullen Castle. Bullen Castle. Which is opposite Christchurch. 
I think it's called Bull and Castle because the pub that was there before was called Bull and Castle. So FX Buckley moved into Bull and Castle. Yeah. I think I've made that up in my head, but it sounds right. <laughs> there are lots of other um, FX Buckley locations. Yes. There is one um, near the criminal courts there by the Phoenix Ooh. Park on Park 8th Street. Um, there's one on Pembroke Road, I believe. Uh-huh. There is one in Temple Bar. There's, they're, they're dotted around. But we went to the Bull and Castle in Christchurch because it serves on a Sunday, a Sunday roast. There you go. Uh, and we, as always in our investigations, we look at the host, things of note in the area, general ambiance, ear... Earwigging, eavesdropping, local laws, parking. We look at the roast then, the ordering experience, the meal itself, what was on the plate and the Holy Ghost. Value for money, would we go back? Ultimate score, potatoes out of potatoes. And uh, so... We Oof. arrived We arrived at separate times. Usually we drive together in the Nissan Duke of Dreams <laughs> to the location. But as this was a sitter centre location, we arrived separately. I arrived first. I went in because I was loitering. Yeah. You arrived after me. But we have um we have some evidence of your trepidatious yeah. journey. I wonder though, just before we do that, I wonder if imagine in the future if we got the Nissan Duke branded up like we were like a breakfast radio show. <laughs> just absolutely emblazoned. <laughs> Someone during the week um was looking at my Duke and said, That's a bit of a mam car, isn't it? And I was like, Well, I am not a mam. Yeah. But I appreciate and love mams and think they do great work. Um, anyway, so Brandon Nissan you could be in a future. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, so Emer said, uh, yeah, so as Emer said, we arrived separately. So a bit of audio from Emer. But first of all, let's throw back to Esther, who was on the bus and some general ambience. Thank you. Detective Inspector Omar Donahue getting off the bus. It dropped me at a farther away bus stop. I'm already running late for Emer's already in the venue and I'm very inconsiderately... Oh, here, the green man. Let's go. Alternating between a soft jog and a gentle fast walk. Got a visual on Christchurch. You can hear I'm jogging now. I did used to run cross country in my youth. I do have an all Ireland medal with 60 metres hurdles, bronze. Thank you. Okay, coming around the corner. Meanwhile in the Bullen Castle. Hello, it's me, Emer. I'm unusually alone outside FS Buckley, um, just at Christchurch. I'm going to go in without Esther because I'm parching for a drink. Not an alcoholic drink, maybe a sparkles, a sparkling water. But here I go into FX Buckley. Esther will be shortly after me. Oh, it's festive. It's very festive. And on the mean streets of Dublin. And I'm in the door. Hiya, how are you? I think my friend's already... Oh, there she is, yeah. Thank you. I've got a vi- I've got a visual on uh, Detective oh. McLeisett. <laughs> yeah, now in the booth. So we didn't even really look at a menu. I don't think. Um, no. The staff were very. Oh, there's a little bird out the window. It's a, a great tit. tit. It's a great tit, or mm. it's a blue tit. Not interested in the fat balls. What about the pigeon? Oh, the pigeon is so funny. Three. I've got a. I've got three bird feeders on the go outside the little window in my office where we record this. 
And you have that kind of a hammock suction cup to the window. Suction cup. So you see the why it's wonky the way because El Pigino, who doesn't know its own size, it's meant for little teeny birds. They come and they have a little nibble, nibble, nibble. But the pigeon comes in. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. I'm everybody. And they're eating all the little nuts for the birds that would last them a few days. The pigeon does not know its own size. It's too big for the platform. And it goes, oh, don't, oh, don't. And then the thing, the suction cups are like, we can't sustain this level of pressure. And the, they come off and the pigeon goes, Ooh, and he flies off. So what I'm, I'm in a restrictive mode now. I can't put this, the, bur- the seeds down there because the pigeon just comes on. And you have to retrain them not to visit for a while. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were just we just talking about? Pidgey. I do love the Give pigeon. Give bits on the ground. I know, but they, they, he doesn't differentiate between that and the, gr- yeah. I, look, I love the pigeons. I love all birds. But... The pigeon is just like, as, a, as you said before, it was like a giant Labrador sitting in a baby's pram. <laughs> but anyway, so we're FX Buckley back in the room and we knew exactly what we wanted. We just wanted the roast. I think we had a, a mild panic for a couple of seconds where we were like, is the roast on? Wasn't there, was there a bit of a brief? We ha- yeah, I don't know where that even came from. I think it was, I think it was, I don't know what it was. I just was like, I haven't, wait, is there definitely a roast here? There's yeah. different FX Buckley's if you come to the wrong one. Yeah. The roast was on. Actually, above my head, there was a big sign that had on it roast now interestingly there was no choice it was roast beef or nothing so it was roast rib of beef Yorkshire pudding creamy mash duck fat roast potatoes confit shallots roast carrots tender stem broccoli and roast gravy that was what as an offer we were said we'll have two roasts please and don't spare the horses and that's exactly what they did yes that was a beautifully presented plate arrived to us yeah it was had the FX Buckley branding on it, had half a garlic that had been... Yeah, it had this half a roasted garlic and you could pop the little soft, mushy <laughs> gems of garlic out of their little their little holes. Oh, my trypophobia is kicking off. Oh, Jesus. Uh. Um, it came on a large oval plate. It was beautifully presented. The beef, I'd say, was medium rare. Oh. Yeah, she was, she was a pinkin. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come stinking when the beef is a pinkin. It was, the beef was, it was like butter. Yeah, melted Oh, out. it was stunning. And yeah. an ethics book, I don't know, are they originally, I mean, excuse my ignorance, I know I should know this because it's a really well-known brand, but like, are they originally butchers or something? But they're just known for they're their known, beef. Yeah, they're are known they for the beef. They, beef. They're known for their steakhouses, they're known for their butchery, they're known for their beef. All, do you know what I will say about the, the location? It's not a place for vegetarians, really. I'm sure they serve no. lovely vegetarian dishes, no. but like at my eye level as I was eating was this French, kind of vintage French poster about different um, tools and weapons <laughs> that they use to like butcher a, a cow. And I just think if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, it might not be your scene. Yeah. But um, yeah, the plate was lovely when it arrived. It was it was nice to be served as well, even though, I mean, listen, I don't need to say how much I, we love a Banmarie, we love a Carver, we love the experience. But it was nice to be sitting down yeah. and just chatting and then they served it to us. Um, as I said before, the place was fairly empty when we arrived because we were quite early. Um so there wasn't much earwigging, eavesdropping. No, we were on an island. Gorgeous Christmas decorations up. It was very festive, and I guess we'll move on to the the roast. What did you What did you make of your meal? I mean, last week you gave um, the coachman's in 
or a woman's in uh, a nine and I was like gulp but for me this is one of my highest and it, it is not a carvery so it's a separate thing but I really really enjoyed this plate of food I was like this is what I kind of would like we got two little mini tiny boats a gravy boat the gravy was delicious there was bits in it I don't know there were yeah. mush or not mushrooms there were onions and there was was there a bit of wine or pork? Oh, you or could something? definitely, you could definitely taste layers. the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, and it was you knew it was a very, very homemade, not a smidgen of cornstarch or any kind of bisto ingredient had touched this gravy because it was quite watery, mm. um, and that's how you know they've made it from scratch. Yeah, um, the Yorkshire pudding was large; it took over a lot of the plate. A little quibble: okay. my Yorkshire pudding was quite overdone. It was bordering on burnt. Which mm. I didn't love. There was a smidge of that. It was a yeah. sm- smidge. So overdone. it was very crust, crispy on top, but not the way I wanted it to be. It was it was dry. Um, so that wasn't my my favorite. Mm. Um, but yeah, the meat was delicious. The mash was delicious. The mash was so it was the creamiest. So it was creamy. really creamy, and it had scallions in it. Ooh, it was delish. It was delish. Um, the confit garlic. No, was it confit garlic? Something was confit. Oh, the shallots, the shallots. Were, were confit. Mm. The duck fat roast potatoes. The roasties were good. I they mean, again, good. they weren't the crispy, fresh out of the oven ones that you might get if you're following our earlier chat about roast potatoes yeah, but does, they were good yeah it doesn't matter where you are the roast potatoes that you make at home are will, are always going to be superior to the ones you get in a restaurant yeah, yeah yeah. there was some lovely tender stem broccoli there was a little dish of horseradish mm-hmm. I didn't try the horseradish I'm not a fan of the flavour but you liked it yeah it was always oh, beautiful yeah so many different elements and they all came together because I wanted to try to get the perfect little forkful I had the little bit of the shallot and the bit of the horseradish and the bit of the glue of the mash and it was mm, for me it was Chef's kiss. Yeah. I would have... Oh, we did have roast carrots. I was going to say I would have liked a carrot, but we did actually have carrots. I do love a carrot. Mm-hmm. I do love a carrot. Um, you heard it here first, folks. She does love a I carrot. Love a carrot. Um, an interesting thing as well was because it wasn't a carvery, which tends to be just a plate heaped with food. Yeah. This was a much more manageable portion. Um, maybe a much more man-like or lady-like portion or any, any person-like mm-hmm. portion. Human-like. And it meant that we were able... For a dessert. Correct. Well, I did the thing of saying, no, no, not for me. Not a dessert for me. I I wouldn't pick a dessert. No, no you dessert. You ordered room. yourself a lovely coffee. I ordered myself a lovely coffee. But I ordered that said, a brownie. Yeah. And then we shared it. Yeah, she got a little yeah. got a little spoon. Oh, and the thing about the brownie was that it came with butterscotch sauce, which yeah. was so yeah, was gorgeous. Yeah. We asked the waitress, could she recommend which um, dessert because we were a bit torn. And she said, well, have you had the brownie here? And we said, no. And she said, well, then you need to get the brownie. We also had a conversation. She was admiring my handbag. And next thing we were on websites going, where did I get it? It was Zalando. It was the, the green Calvin Klein handbag from Zalando. And she wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> so there was, it was, it was a full. We were making friends. Making we were friends. making sales. We were influencing hashtag spawn. We were getting gout in, in real time and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. I got so excited at one point I ordered myself a Club Orange. I favour Fanta, but I understand that that's often Club Orange is the only thing on offer. So I had a Club Orange. Did you have your traditional Coke? I didn't have Coke this time. No, I just had a water. Yeah, that was it. No. You got to treat yourself, Esther. Yeah, well. I didn't that day. Um, so, like, yeah, that was kind of it. Like, the ordering experience was kind of seamless because, you know, we didn't, we weren't carverying. Yeah. Um, and it was all very quick. And they came unchecked on us a few times. The staff were lovely. Um, I noticed that when people were coming in, they were, the greetings were lovely. Like, it was just a really friendly atmosphere. 
really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think for this time of year it's nice because it is kind of dark and festive and there's loads of wood and it's you can see Christchurch and it, when you'll hear when we play our post roast reaction, which will we play it now? Why not? One, two, three. Well, here we are outside FX Buckley. <laughs> yes, and standing in the Bullen Castle. Delightful. That was really nice. That, I think that was that's one of my tops. Yeah, it was a, a different experience. It wasn't a carvery. It was a roast. It was a roast. Table service. Great value for money. We got a dessert, which is unusual for us. Cute that is. Oh, there's a, there's a horse and cart going by. Uh, presently full. Yeah, and now Emer might be getting a tattoo. Yeah, you never know. Back to the studio. You would have heard there, there was a horse going by. Very festive, very, very festive. Christmassy yeah. for this time of year. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah, so it was nice. So I guess, um, shall we, w- would you go back first of all? I'll go back with little tiny jingly jangly bells on, yes. I'd go back as well and like maybe not just for the roast, like maybe go back a different day and try something else. Because um, it was all just lovely mm-hmm. and lovely experience. Um, the price, it was nineteen fifty, I believe, which is a little bit more expensive than our carveries but significantly less expensive than the old spot, which was kind of a similar experience. Um, I was surprised it was as cheap as it was. I mean, when you add in the 17 euro for the sparkling water and the mm. club orange, you know, it, it adds up. But for a city centre roast mm-hmm. dinner, I thought it was very reasonable. Yeah. For like, I mean, that's a really touristy spot and it could be, like they could be charging basically anything for that. Yeah, it was a beautiful plate of food. The The ingredients were all really good. It was really well prepared. The staff were so nice. It was a lovely atmosphere. So I think for like your whole meal, it was like, it was, it was good value. I feel like you're ready to give a score. Correct. I'm going to give you a score. And the score I'm going to give is, hmm. Okay. I'm going to give it a seven point. No, 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 no. I'm going to give it an an 8.1. Okay. Is that your highest yet? That's my highest yet. What did you give the old spot? Can you remember? Couldn't tell you. I My old spot score wasn't that high because I was disappointed on a number of areas. But... It's higher than... It's the highest. My FX Buckley... I'm not going as high as the Coachman's because the Coachman's has been my favourite so far and it stays my favourite so far. This may be my just, you know, down amongst the people, working class roots speaking. I prefer a thicker, more, you know, solidified gravy. Mm-hmm. I like the heaping of the plate of the carvery. I did not like my overcooked Yorkshire pudding. So while I really enjoyed the meal and I really enjoyed the experience, I'm not going that high with my score. I mean, I'm going fairly high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 7.9. I think that's probably my second highest score. Yeah, that's that's high. That's up there. And I'm like, am I giving it too much? But like, I did really enjoy it. And yeah. I would go back for this meal. And, I, you know, the gravy was a little watery for me. I think it's supposed to be like that yeah. because it's just made with, you know... um. You know, I could taste that there was alcohol in it, which I don't always love, but some people love that. Mm-hmm. And, but apart from that, it was, and the beef, well, I mean, they're was, showcasing their meat and yeah. they really did that really well. The beef was delicious. The mash was delicious. Could have had a little bit more mash. Mm. It had come out, I think, of a piping bag, <laughs> of a nozzle. Yes, yes. Um, That's how I serve myself porridge in the morning. I put it in a piping bag and I put a little plop in a place. I put all my food in it through a nozzle. No? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, oh, do you not do that anyway? Do you just put all your food through a nozzle? Do you not nozzle your food? No? Fish and chips through a nozzle? No? Yeah, liquidise it. Nozzle oh, nozzle it. it up there for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Kira with the hypermesis. <laughs> oh. It's making me sick and I'm not even, I don't even know um, So I know I've been a little bit of a negative Nancy there, but like they're small little quibbles and it's more my taste than anything else. But I would go back. 
And I would recommend it to people. You're speaking your truth and yeah. we, we love that. And you almost got a tattoo after the I meal. did, but then I couldn't get an appointment. I'm, you know what? I'm an impulsive gal, if nothing else. Yeah. Tis a season to get a tattoo. Uh, okay, so Emer, um, well, we come to the end of another well, no. Emer and Esther Sunday sure. roast. What else have we got Emer to say? That's a bit. Do you have any roast recommendations anywhere in the world? <sighs> Hello, darkness, or have seen evidence of anything being boiled in a hotel kettle? Mickey's poos. Chickens. Oh, stop! Please get in touch on Instagram, Sunday Roast Potatoes, or email us, helloroastpotatoes at gmail.com. Yeah, if anyone's listening in New York City and they do a carvery, just let us know. Maybe we'll come over. That would be so exciting. Um, uh, also, Emer and Esther's Sunday Roast playlist is still flapping about on Spotify, like again, a Mickey in a hotel kettle, perhaps, we couldn't say. So send us some classic Sunday afternoon song recommendations on Insta2 at Sunday Roast Potatoes or helloroastpotatoes at gmail.com. The link to the playlist is in the show notes, and we might also be setting up an Apple Music um, playlist. Yeah, but we're not, a, not everybody likes to flap about on Spotify, so we'll we understand that and we respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we're going to get a Sunday roast um, matching tattoo, I think it's going to have to be a Mickey in a kettle. Oh God! Oh. Hey, the creep dive have weird tattoos like that. Maybe, maybe that would be our thing. Maybe. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us, and it gets us. What does it get us? And leave us five stars and a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. A lovely indeed. review. Um, you can follow me at Esther Two Names. If you're Italian, that's Esther Duenome. Esther Two Names everywhere, but most in, mostly on Instagram. And I'm Emer the Screamer everywhere, mostly Instagram, sometimes Twitter. We'll be back next Sunday for our penultimate roast. Gulp. Until then. Bye. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.